In the movie Holy Smoke, Ruth's parents are convinced that she has gone to India and joined a cult. They manage to trick her into coming home to Australia, and they hire a cocky American deprogrammer played by Harvey Keitel, you can imagine, to work with Ruth, played by Kate Winslet, to deprogram her from this cult. It only got a 42 on Rotten Tomatoes, so seek it out at your own risk. But for me, it was a powerful film, and I watch it whenever I can find it. At some point, Kate Winslet is resisting all attempts at this deprogramming, and Harvey Keitel writes two words on her forehead. And he amazingly manages to write the two words backwards so that when she turns to look in the mirror, she can read the words, Be kind. Be kind. My friend Marcia, who introduced me to the movie, would often look at me when I was being particularly snarky and say, be kind. In 1982, Anne Herbert scrawled the words, practice random acts of kindness and senseless acts of beauty on a placemat in a Sausalito, California restaurant. And a slogan was born, today really is random acts of kindness day, February 17th. According to the website, there's a website, random acts of kindness, a, a random act of kindness is a selfless act performed by kind people to either help or cheer up a random stranger for no reason other than to make people happier. Either spontaneous or planned in advance, random acts of kindness are encouraged by various online and offline communities, like churches, I imagine. This is from the website. Kindness promotes empathy and compassion which in turn leads to a sense of interconnectedness with others. When we practice random acts of kindness, it releases an energy. We feel better, and the recipients of our acts feel better, which then makes them more likely to be kind to other people. Maybe random acts of kindness are for strangers, but kindness is for all of us, including ourselves. Sometimes we are the least kind to ourselves of anyone else. The voices in our heads, the self-talk is so mean. When I was in seminary, I hadn't done much, if any, academic reading in more than 30 years. I spent that time exploring the connection between the mind and the body. But the second year into seminary, I took the required liberal theology class. I'd never taken a philosophy class, and this class was filled with Immanuel Kant and Schleiermacher and German theologians, and I was lost. I went to my room that first day after class, really down in the dumps. I just wasn't sure I was going to be able to grasp it. I sat in silence for a long time, Maybe from the outside it would have looked like meditation or prayer, but it wasn't. There were so many images and thoughts and talk going through my head. It was harsh. And then I remembered this vision came to me, I guess, of Kuan Yin, the goddess of compassion. Compassion for self and compassion for others. Compassion 
the ultimate kindness. The next day, when I got to class, I googled images of Kuan Yin on my computer and I found one that I liked and I kept that web page open the rest of the week. It didn't make my grasp of the material any easier. <laughs> Kuan Yin did not do that for me. But it did help me to remember to be kinder to myself. And it reminded me to be kinder to others in class, some of whom were also struggling to grasp these concepts. It was a good lesson for me in kindness and self-compassion. It may be that if we could just grasp that concept, self-compassion, that our kindnesses to others would be deeply rich and authentic. And by self-compassion, I'm not talking about doing nice things to ourselves or for ourselves because we think we deserve it. I'm talking about the internal talk that we offer ourselves that we would never say to another person. Or at least if we said it, we would wish we hadn't. I'm talking about how we treat our own psyche and soul and spirit. I'm talking about truly finding and showing ourselves compassion and kindness. I suspect it would transform how we show up to ourselves, to our spouses and significant others, to our children and our parents, our siblings, our co-workers, grocery store clerks and restaurant workers, and yes, to strangers, to those people we don't know and also for those people we affect that we will never meet. Because one act of kindness ripples out and makes others more kind, and our act of kindness can ripple out to the far reaches of the earth. Science backs up this notion that kindness transforms. Kindness releases an energy that makes the person being kind feel good and also makes the person on the receiving end feel good. But acts of kindness, when we do them, release dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin, all those things that make us feel better in the body and in the brain. Kindness reduces pain and reduces stress, and it strengthens the bonds and connections between people. Kindness is linked to happiness and contentment on both a psychological and a spiritual level. And keeping track of our acts of kindness leads us to be more kind and more grateful. So kindness leads to gratitude. And gratitude and empathy and compassion, which leads us to a greater sense of connectedness. It makes us feel less alienated. That's why volunteer work is so important. Why having a community such as this is so important. Being connected melds us together and keeps us from feeling isolated. Kindness is potent in strengthening the sense of community and belonging. And several years ago, the folks here who worked on the Covenant of Loving Relations, I have a copy right here. It looks like this. There are copies tucked away in the back. If you want to take one home with you, you can. There are, there's a preamble, and then there are seven sections. And the very second section says, we, 
the first section says we offer support in times of joy and in our times of need. The second section says we treat each other with kindness, respect, and compassion. And I am finding that that is true here. You do do that. In alignment with our covenant of loving relations here, our UU principles, the, the second one also says that we as a congregation covenant to affirm and promote justice, equity, and compassion in human relations. Our faith propels us toward kindness. You'll notice that compassion, the ultimate kindness, is linked also to justice and equity. When I woke up the morning after the 2016 election, I knew what I was waking up to. I knew when he first put his hat in the ring what the outcome would be. I'm not psychic, and my crystal ball didn't tell me. I'm not sure yet how to explain how I knew or why I knew, but I come from some of the people who would vote for such a man or such a character. They are my family, or at least some of my family is that. So, in case you're starting to get uncomfortable, because I might be talking about politics, in the last month, I want to say a word about that. In the last month, that's come up, not just here, but in other circles that I've been part of. And what I want to say about that is that Politics is always about power. It's about who has it and who doesn't. And if we think that we don't need to talk about it, then probably we're the ones holding power. It's our responsibility as people of faith to address issues of power, inequity, because when there is an imbalance of power, there's almost always injustice. This is a spiritual issue. We can talk about being loving, but as Dr. Cornell West says, justice is what love looks like in public. Our covenant of loving relations is about our community, yes, but it's also about a covenant with the larger world. Each and every one of us, and we as a congregation as a whole, can have that covenant with the larger world and not just keep it here, but keep it out there. So back to 2016 and waking up that day after. I've read many different analysis since then, trying to put words to why, and I still can't explain it or articulate in any coherent way what happened. I'm sure many of you have read and reviewed and pondered over this yourselves. And I suppose if the outcome had been different, if I agreed with the things that are happening, I might feel, I might have told a different story today, but I don't. But in the midst of my worry and fear on that day, one desire prevailed in my mind. I felt it in the depths of my being. Be kind. Be kind. Be incredibly unbelievably kind. I felt so tender toward everyone in those days. And all I have to do 
is bring it to my mind. And I am right back there again. I remember again that that is how I want to move in this world. Don't get me wrong. I am flawed. I can scream at people in traffic. And sometimes I use both hands to shoo people along if they're not going fast enough. Or, you know, a very loud horn. Or even <laughs> something else. Sometimes, and I'm always embarrassed about it, honestly. Sometimes I'm impatient and I run out of time. But what I want to be is kind. Incredibly, unbelievably, fiercely kind. At the end of the movie, Holy Smoke, Harvey Keitel's character is himself deprogrammed from his own machoism and misogyny. Ruth and her parents are in a pickup truck driving down the road in some rural area out back, and Keitel's character is in the open bed in the back of the pickup sobbing, and Ruth has them stop the vehicle, and she gets out and gets in the back with him so that he is not alone. Always there is a place for kindness and compassion. In the world that we have today, we need kindness more than ever. This doesn't mean that we don't hold people, especially the people with power, accountable. It doesn't mean that we don't have boundaries. It means that we see the other as ourselves, that we make no person a stranger, but instead view all as neighbor. This week, like many weeks in the last couple of years especially, there are events to which we could harden our hearts, close our ears, clench our fist. Don't. Don't do it. Let your heart break open. Let yourself both offer and receive acts of kindness. Let yourself move beyond the selfish realm. Let yourself know that everybody has a right to be on the road. Fight for yourself, for your own humanity, and for the humanity of others, both on the grand scale and in those little random acts that we do or don't think about every day. Be kind. Blessed be, and amen.